This episode is sponsored by Riverside, your all-in-one podcast and video platform. I've been using Riverside for years, super high quality podcast recordings ready in minutes, but listen to this. They just launched Magic Clips, which is their AI powered video clips maker for social media. So I do one podcast episode and get 10 video clips back in minutes. This is game changing for video content creators. Click the link in the show notes and use the code MSM23 for 15% off. This episode is also sponsored by PDC Flow, payment management made easy. PDC Flow just built this super cool product called Flow Billing, which helps you avoid late or missed payments from your customers. Flow Billing captures payment information, verifies it to make sure it's valid, and automatically collects invoice payments for the work that you do. So there's no waiting and there's no uncomfortable email or phone call. Visit pdcflow.com flow dash billing to learn more. When you're trying to push creative boundaries, don't pull in too soon. Let there be many ideas that the team can respond to. Then it's time to pick and choose based on information like brand personality, colors, what the competition looks like, things like that. Plus, we all have our likes and dislikes. So of course, we feel that out. It's really a team effort and not just the designer's job or the marketer's job. It's a team effort. I've worked with startups that sell to people like developers and CTOs, and they're including visuals like fluffy clouds and a more whimsical look and feel, which really stands out in the space. If you're at an early stage startup, you're in the right place. Every startup begins bootstrapped, pre-seed or seed, and that's such an exciting time, but also a really challenging time. 50 to 90% of early stage startups don't make it. We should be able to get our startups over the hump and without guessing or throwing spaghetti. Marketing is an important part of your go-to market strategy, but you need to understand the why behind the what in order to get clarity, make the right decisions and get results. Welcome to season four, where I'll be asking why in order to help bring more clarity to the messy world of early stage startup marketing. Hey, it's Anna. It is season four of the Modern Startup Marketing Podcast. And in this episode, I am continuing to share more about mass marketing as a system which is the systematic approach to marketing that I built over three plus years of working with early stage startups, plus more years working full-time inside series A startups before starting my own thing. So I've already covered the first three steps of mass. Step one was voice of customer research. Step two was the marketing foundation deck. And step three was keyword research. So make sure to go back, find those episodes if you haven't yet, Take a listen. In this episode, I cover step four and five. So I'm sort of combining a couple of things because it just makes sense. Step four, brand design guide. And step five, mood boards, including what it is, why it works, who should lead it, and how to do it right. So a very wise man once said, marketing is using creativity to solve business problems. I'm going to give that credit to the wise man who actually was on my podcast. His name is Udi Lettergore. He's the chief evangelist at Gong. He was marketer number one at Gong. 
was with the company for many years. And he said that, and I think there's a lot of wisdom in that statement. Marketing is using creativity to solve business problems. Personally, I super love step four and five because it involves creativity. And I love creativity and I love getting creative, but you can't get creative without the proper inputs in place. Creativity loves structure, believe it or not. So let's talk about those inputs. The first one is the brand design guide and the second one would be the mood boards. So again, I'm combining these steps because they naturally just fit together. So let's start with what is it? Typically, the early stage startups I work with need help updating their websites and their just their overall online presence. So for the brand design guide, I like to use a Google Doc for the most part. So here we figure out colors, fonts, visuals, brand personality, and we look at other brands and websites that we love or maybe we hate. Sometimes my clients already have a brand design guide. It's just a matter of checking, do we have all the right pieces? This guide helps the designer put together the next step, mood boards. And the mood boards are exactly what they sound like. What's the mood of the website? We could go dark, bold, light, airy, serious, playful, geometric, I mean, I could go on and on because the sky is the limit, but we also want to stay true to our team's personality. So we we start kind of broad, but then we throw things out. So why is it important? Why is all this important? This part of the systematic approach cannot be skipped if you're planning to revamp your website and your overall online presence. Beyond your friendlies, which these are the people that are in your network, they might become customers in the early stages, right? You can't expect to sell your $10,000, $30,000, $50,000 product if you're not investing in your website. The words matter, the visuals matter, the personality matters because it helps you stand out and creates fans instead of just leads. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have fans versus leads. That's why I'm doing this show, right? (laughs) Because I have, now people come to me and say, I love your show, they're fans, right? And that to me is much more powerful, much more meaningful. For the brand design guide, all the key pieces are included here, not just for the website, but for any design asset, online or offline. And it ensures consistency. So you're not looking like one company on LinkedIn, another company at a conference, another company over email. It's very consistent. Consistency is what makes you memorable. For the mood boards, the designer shares some options for which direction we can go for the website. And that helps me and the team pick out the options we like and those we don't like as much which then helps a designer get started on the website, first tackling the homepage. So it can't just be text that we're looking at from the brand design guide, the Google Doc that I mentioned that I use. We need to see the colors, the visuals, things like that to really feel things out. So that's where the mood board comes in. 
So we talked about why these things are important. Who owns this? The head of marketing plus the designer. I work with my designer. We've been working together almost since I started my company, which is crazy to think. But back in 2020, that's kind of around the time that we started working together. He is amazing because he shares all sorts of ideas I may have never thought of. And he'll explain why designing something a certain way might be better than another way, which opens new creative doors, which is just so helpful. So how do you get this done right? So like I mentioned before, for the brand design guide, I start with a Google Doc and I like to include some things from the marketing foundation work. Listen to episode 165 if you haven't yet for that part of the process including our why we exist, who we're for, what is it that we're offering, and a positioning statement. Then I pull in some other information like a link to our logo files, website font, colors, things like that. There's a section for specific visuals to incorporate, brand personality, and a link to some websites that we love for their design. I usually include screenshots for look and feel ideas, I also include competitor website screenshots so we stay away from their look and feel. It's very important. And sometimes it's also really interesting to get all those competitor screenshots on one slide and just see how similar everybody looks. The colors, the words, it's fascinating. And something you wanna stay away from, obviously. So I'm going to share a link to a sample brand design guide in the show notes. So if you want access to it, just go to the show notes and you can find that link there. For the mood boards, the designer provides another layer of design direction ideas, websites or design assets that he has seen that might be interesting to try. So a quick tip, when you're trying to push creative boundaries, don't pull in too soon. Let there be many ideas that the team can respond to. Then it's time to pick and choose based on information like brand personality, colors, what the competition looks like, things like that. Plus we all have our likes and dislikes. So of course we feel that out. It's really a team effort and not just the designer's job or the marketer's job, it's a team effort. I've worked with startups that sell to people like developers and CTOs, and they're including visuals like fluffy clouds and a more whimsical look and feel, which really stands out in the space, or even astronauts. I have worked with security startups that have more serious visuals, like security cameras, locks, alarms, things like that. It is a team effort because it is so important. So we covered mass step four and five combined, the brand design guide and the mood boards. The what is it, why is it important, who owns it, how to do it right. Next time I talk about mass marketing as a system, I'll be talking about mass step six and seven. I'll combine those two, the homepage wireframe and the homepage design. Cheers for now, and I'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to this weekly episode of Modern Startup Marketing. New episodes are dropping weekly, so make sure you're following wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on LinkedIn, search for Anna Fermanov, visit my website to learn more about how I help early stage startups, go to fermanovmarketing.com, and don't forget to leave a review if you're loving the show. <laughs>